Hello, Dive In Season 2 is officially here and for about two weeks uh, we have literally been studying the book of Hebrews. Our focus on Dive In Season 2 is studying the priesthood of Christ okay, through the book of Hebrews and obviously surrounding subjects. So we're on Season 2 of our discipleship project for the year 2022. And um, there's so many exciting things to look forward to uh, as we study some very important things. Um, we're going to be covering the priesthood of Christ. We're going to be covering understanding righteousness, Christ consciousness, faith. And of course, hopefully we can cover uh, the tabernacle. Um, so these are some of the things we're looking to cover in season two of diving. So we've been on it for two weeks now, and I wanted to provide a summary um, to help us continually engage with the word and so we're going to go straight into it we've been looking at the book of hebrews literally going from hebrews chapter one and understanding some important things so part of what we have done is uh, we have looked at some key questions in studying the book of hebrews the first one is the authorship the second one is, what was it written to and what are the major themes of the book? And the, the authorship of Hebrew, Hebrews is quite interesting because uh, there is no clear, distinct author as far as the book tells us. Um, unlike other epistles where you would find um, whether Peter introduces himself or Paul introduces himself or James introduces himself, uh, we, we have this thing about the book of Hebrews where... Um, there is no author, but people have, for example, uh, said that the author may be Paul, maybe Barnabas, um, at some point Silas, Peter, Apollos. These are some other people that have been proposed. But one of the things we know is, especially when, we co when it comes to the Pauline writings, um, a lot of Paul's writings, he introduces himself and introduces, introduces his office um, as well. So that would be consistent with Paul's writings. But the key thing here is that um, that does not stop the emphasis of the message. Uh, and the the next thing to look at then is the audience. What was it written to? Um, of course, the book is written to the Hebrews. Okay. And as you study the book, you would see that um, a lot of the things that are being mentioned in the book of Hebrews would have required uh, quite some knowledge um, in the law, in the Old Testament. There's a lot of uh, reference to um, historical um, uh, Jew Jewish practices, um, especially, I, I look at it this way, I say that in one sense, the book of Hebrews is like the Leviticus of the New Testament, of, yeah, the Le Leviticus of the New Testament, essentially. So a lot of these references um, uh, Old Testament, a lot of references to Old Testament law, obviously to point to Christ um, and the way that it was communicated, it's quite obvious that it would have required people that were uh, familiar with uh, those things. Um, we're talking about uh, priesthood, ceremonial laws and um, things regarding the, um, the order of the way God asked them to live in the law and in the Old Testament. So those are some of the things, but the attributes that we can see as we study the audience of the book of Hebrews, we can see certain things. Number one, the audience is Jewish. That is one important thing. Number two, um, as we study on, we'll see 
that um, the people were supposed to be mature according to the, I guess, the, 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 the journey they had had in God. But um, the author of Hebrews essentially says that they were not mature, that when they should have been uh, teachers of the word, they had need for someone to teach them the elementary doctrine of Christ. So we see essentially that, uh, you know, these people were people that were meant to be teachers of the word, were meant to be mature, but essentially they were spiritually immature. And one of the things that we, we looked at in our class, we, we distinguished between being spiritually premature and being spiritually immature. And that distinction was that being premature is a genuine stage of growth. You're just not ready for certain things. And of course, there's room for that in the faith. But then we said being spiritually immature is a problem. It's a choice. That's a choice. You've chosen, one has chosen not to grow in spite of all the things that has been shared. So you look at that in Hebrews 5.12 and um, it, it, it's that they should have been at a place of maturity, but they needed someone to give them the milk of the word. So there were people who were spiritually immature. Then another thing that you would see as you study the book of Hebrews, that the audience were people that were also persecuted, right? They were persecuted and there was a lot of encouragement for them not to give up. But then a striking one is some of the people were near apostasy. They were near apostasy, which is abandoning the faith. And you see Hebrews 10, uh, 26 to 25. So these are some of the characteristics of the people that were being written. So, and this is important because as we study the book, our focus, yes, is Christ's priesthood, but we want to get the context in which this was, was delivered. So the purpose of the book is that it portrays Christ as a great high priest. There is a lot of references to the priesthood of Christ, the priestly ministry that Christ carried, carried out um, in that sense, and the superiority of Christ. I love, you know, I love Hebrews chapter um, 1 verse 1. You know, it's such a powerful read. Let's let's go there uh, because it would help us really, really understand how intentional, how strong um, the message that the Holy Spirit brings through this book is. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. I'm going to read from uh, the ESV. It says, long ago at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his own son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created uh, the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. And verse 4 is where we're going to stop. Having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more, inherited is more excellent than, um, than they are. Well, um, as at the time of this recording, we're going to be studying about, you know, um, angels in the context of the superiority of Christ. So it's a very exciting study. Um, okay, but but here this superiority of Christ and the superiority of his priesthood is is so striking. And I love the fact that one of the things the author of Hebrews does is that he makes a distinction with um about the 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 conveyor of the message. He said in times past God conveyed his message to through prophets, and these prophets are just servants. Okay, but he says in these last days he has conveyed 
his message through his sons, showing us the, the reliability, showing us the, the authority and the absolute authenticity of the message that Jesus Christ has brought, basically. And, and the one that's behind the message is the son who is superior. And this is so powerful. So the purpose of this book, we can say, is to exhort believers to pursue maturity in Christ. As you, as you grab a hold of this message in the book of Hebrews of Christ's superiority and the superiority of his priesthood, the validity of the message that he has, that he has brought, you're encouraged to pursue maturity in Christ, to move on from elementary things. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 6, you know, uh, the author of Hebrews encourages us, or the Holy Ghost encourages us. He says that we should move on from foundational things, okay, on from things like um, um, uh, faith towards God, um, things on repentance, you know, um, of laying on of hands and of baptisms, right, literally. And he says, you know, let's move on to more mature things. So the, the thing here is that as you understand Jesus deeper, through the book of Hebrews and the things that he has done. Wow, you are challenged to move on to maturity. This is exciting. And then, uh, I've said this before, but I want to establish this again. The purpose of this book is to demonstrate the superiority of Christ so that his followers would listen to his words, would listen to his words. The whole purpose of Christ being magnified here is so that we can pay earnest and honest attention to his words. The more that Christ is revealed to you as you study this, is the more you take the gospel message serious and you see that it's the key to experiencing the God life. And then the next one we can look at is, well, the book warns readers against the, the danger of going back, of backsliding. Wow, this is powerful. And we're going to study these things as we, as we go in, in, into it. So the key themes, I want to give you some key themes as you study the book. Uh, as we looked at in our session, the superiority of Christ is one. The finished works of Jesus, the incarnation of Christ is another one. The substitu substitutionary death of Christ, Jesus' priesthood, um, perfection, you know, promise, endurance, the relationship between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the interpretation of the Old and the New Testament, and then essentially the life of faith. So I just want to quickly touch on this and um, and then the next the next recording, uh, I would explain some more of some of the things that we've studied. It was really exciting. Uh, some of the things that we've studied so far, it's been really exciting. So this whole thing of the superiority of Christ is what I want to really lay hold of because throughout the book of Hebrews, it it's, it's literally constantly, um, you know, uh, powerfully described in that sense. And, and I suppose what the author of Hebrews basically is doing here is this exalting, it's like this high Christology, I think that's the word, this high Christology, this high study of who Christ is so that, wow, as he's magnified, we can really, really live our lives for him. So you see right from Hebrews chapter 1, you begin to see how Jesus is described similar similar to John, similar to Colossians. You see that Jesus is described as the heir of all things. Basically, that's one of the ways that Jesus is described. 
Then the other thing you see is that Jesus, Jesus by whom the Bible says that Jesus is the one by whom God made the worlds. And we looked at this in a session and said that the worlds there here is not even referring to cosmos. You know, when we, when we talk about world in scripture, there are different words that can be used. One is cosmos that speaks of systems. Okay. But then this one is aeons. Okay. And um, it's, it's to describe the ages that God has made the ages, the dispensations through Christ. Jesus is the one in charge of the ages and the dispensations. In other words, hey, in the book of Hebrews, God wants us to know that Jesus does not just, Jesus hasn't just made the material world. He has determined the times and the dispensations that we are in every age jesus is superior in every age now we are you know um would we say we are in a in an age of i don't know technology let's say okay constant we've been in that for a while but constantly we see that improving every age that we can think of that's for the human advancement is governed by christ for the purpose of the advancement of his kingdom whatever age you think that we experience it now okay uh, and it's in a positive light jesus Essentially, he's the one that has made the aeons, he's the one that has made the ages. This is so powerful. Um, and and uh, I love Hebrews chapter 11. We get to Hebrews 11 at some point and then we'll see that the Bible says that we understand that through faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that are seen were made out of things not seen. We understand that the ages, the aeons, uh, Jesus is absolutely powerful. Then we see that he's described as the brightness of the glory, the radiance that shines from the source of light. Jesus is that radiance of God's glory. Okay. He is the ex. Another one is this is the express image. Okay. Of God, the express image, the exactness. Jesus is not just like the father. Jesus is the exactness of the father. And you go on to see then another way in, in Hebrews chapter 1 that Jesus is described is he's the one upholding everything by the word of his power, okay? Um, maintaining, he's the one upholding everything today. Think of it. This whole world today is existing on the words of Jesus. We might think it's this, it's that, but really it is Jesus' words that's holding up the entire universe. This is how powerful Jesus is. And the Bible says that then he also, another one is this about the superiority of Christ. He purged us from our sins. No one could accomplish that. No, um, Adam couldn't accomplish that. Moses could not accomplish that. The Bible tells us that in that Old Testament, um, Aaron could not accomplish that. The, the, the work of the Levitical priests, they dealt more in, in, in sacrifices, you know, um, the, the, blood, the blood of bulls and goats. And the Bible says that, the, the Bible says that you know, this, was, this could not purge the conscience of the worshippers. It couldn't really purge us, but it took Jesus to actually purge us from our sins. And, and God wants us to know that this should be considered as greatness, right? The one who delivers from sin should be seen as greatness. I know today when we look at our, 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 our lives, sometimes um, in, 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 this, in this generation, we want this, we want that, we want this blessing, this breakthrough. But to be delivered from sin is a great blessing in heaven. That is, that is, that is high ranking. That's why Jesus, in the book of Revelation, Jesus is the Lamb of God that's, that's worthy because he has delivered us from our sins. He's made us kings and priests unto him. He has purged us from our sins. Wow, this is powerful. And then the last thing that, um, you know, we can say 
about this superiority of Christ is that Jesus sat, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on, on high. As we study the book of Hebrews, we would see that this sitting down position is prophetic. It is prophetic, prophetic of dominion, prophetic of accomplishment, prof prophetic of perfection. And so it is in Christ's priesthood that we find perfection. So essentially, this is what in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, we really opened up with. We really studied and realized that Jesus is superior. That is the key thing. Jesus is superior. And we can say it this way, that Jesus is incomparable. That is, that is another way to say it, that Jesus is incomparable. Jesus is incomparable. This is, as you study, you would see this, that the author of Hebrews does this deliberately. Shows us, number one, that Jesus, right from chapter 1, verse 1, that Jesus is superior to prophets. These are ways in which Jesus is incomparable. Jesus is superior to prophets. That's powerful. The second one is Jesus is superior to angels. We're studying on angels um, uh, as at the time this has been released today. So um, it's going to be exciting and you will get that Jesus is superior to angels. And we explain why he said that. Then Jesus is superior to Moses. He shows us that intentionally. Jesus is superior to Joshua. And then Jesus is superior to Aaron and his priesthood. So we see this is superior. Jesus is incomparable, right? Um, as you study, you see that he also compares that Jesus is, is superior to the old covenant, that Jesus Christ offers better promises than the old covenant, that Jesus offers a tabernacle better than the Old Testament, not made with human hands, and that Jesus offers a better sacrifice. So here is the point that we, we want to conclude on. Why is there emphasis on the... Um, incomparable nature and supremacy of Christ. This is not random. This was not just the author of Hebrews ranting. This was the author of Hebrews really, really helping believers to learn how to anchor their faith. The reason for the emphasis is one, for the authenticity of the message, right? What, what the author of Hebrews wanted to, to let people know is that this message has to be trusted and held onto. And as you study Hebrews chapter 2, he literally says, listen, if the message that was brought and delivered by angels, you know, when, when the law was delivered to Moses, it was through angelic assistance. He says, if the law that was brought and brought and delivered by angels, he says, if that law was, um, if it demanded um, uh, justice or punishment, if it wasn't listened to, how much more, how much more this message that has come. That's why in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, again, I repeat, just for emphasis and learning, right? He goes on to say, God spoke through the prophets. But you see, this message of this, this days, the message of these days is through the person, the reality, the agency of his son, so that we can understand the authenticity of this. If we cross-reference John, John puts it this way in John chapter 1. He says, the law, he says, no man has seen God at any time before. That's what he says. He says, the law came by Moses and he says, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Shows us the distinction between the message that God sent through Moses, the law, and the message that God sent through Christ, grace and truth. And he says, the law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He says, no man has seen God at any time except the only, only begotten son who was in the bosom of the father. Showing us that Jesus brought a far more intimate, superior message, a far more intimate, superior dimension of God. This is that authentic message. Wow. And Jesus is the accurate, accurate carrier demonstrator 
of that message. And then the second one is for the authority and the legality of the message. The message is not just authentic, but the message has the authority of God and it, 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 is, it, is, it is legally binding. As you study the book of Hebrews, you would see that what, is, what, what he wants us to know is that Jesus, the lawful owner of all things, the hair by whom he made the world, carries the not just the authentic message but his word is actual power his word is authority his word is final this is that final message of god okay this is that final message um and then the next one is for the accountability of the of the recipients i said something like this before but just for us to understand this the accountability of the recipients is that because this is that final message, because this message is true, because this message is powerful, because this message is everything, we're called to respond appropriately. So as you study the book of Hebrews, you see that there is a lot of warnings, a lot of warnings, warning, 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 a lot of exhortation, a lot of warnings, a lot of charge. You see, you see that we're constantly charged in the way that we live. Wow. The book of Hebrews is going to be exciting as we study the priesthood of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and you've not signed up to dive in season two, listen, you want to sign up to this because this is going to cause your faith in God to grow. We have to get deeper in the study of the word of God. Well, it's our third, um, we're moving into our third session we still have about five sessions to go online. And then after the eighth week online, we then have a face-to-face -face session of diving. So you can still join. You can still catch up. You can still get all the slides, all the notes. The podcast will be here. We also record the sessions and you can still catch up and join us. So I want to encourage you, literally, if you want to sign up to dive in season two, Literally, all you have to do is go on H, so that's literally H for house, dot gnchurchcentral.org, H dot gnchurchcentral.org, H dot gnchurchcentral.org, and you'll be able to sign, sign up, or you can message office at gnchurchcentral.org. Well, I look forward to sharing with you soon. We're moving on rapidly in this study. And I believe that it's going to benefit us. God bless you. And I look forward to catching up with you soon again.